Welcome to the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast, the voice of Michigan's hunting archer. Now here's your host, Bill Hoffman. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Hoffman, and this week I have a question for you. Do you have pride as an outdoorsman? But before we get to that whole discussion, I would like to just again say thank you. The last episode we published was um, a share cast with a very good group of podcasters, good friends of mine. I want to thank you for listening to that. And what I really, really need to reach out and thank you all for is... Holy cow, yes, you listened to my detailing of the Lucky Turkey Lottery, my story of how I shot um, a smoky gray tom this year, and you guys reached out like a lot to with all the congratulations and stuff like that and tell me how much you like the story. I just want to say thanks. That was pretty cool. I'm pretty proud of <laughs> sticking to the pride theme, the proud theme. I'm pretty proud of that bird. It, it was really cool and a really great hunt, and I was very happy to share that with you. Okay, so again, when you think about back to the beginning of this podcast, one thing I said is, obviously, I don't speak for the Michigan Bow Hunters Association. I'm just the monkey that's trained to talk. <laughs> but um, in saying that I don't speak for them, I also said that one of my goals of this show is to be info uh, educational, but information education, and also um, in in what is the word I'm looking for? It's a uh, infotainment. That's it. Good job, Billy. Brain's working overtime today. Infotainment. So I want to provide you with information in an entertaining way. I also said a good way to do this in the way that I generally do educational thing is I do a whole lot of teaching and a little bit of preaching. <laughs> and today is going to be one of those preachy type episodes. I'm going to ask you if you have pride as an outdoorsman. And then I'm going to explain what that means to me. But however, before I jump into that topic, before I tell you what I'm proud of, I kind of want to tell you a story that I'm not so proud of, because everything's not perfect. We know that. And that's what this week's audio drama is. It's called Just an Orange Hat. Maybe not one of my better moments <laughs> as an outdoorsman, but still one of those stories that needs to be told. So Enjoy this uh, little section of from my audiobook, Loose Fletchings, which is called Just an Orange Hat. And when we come back after that, I'm going to ask you, are you proud to be an outdoorsman? Here at the Michigan Bowhunters Association, we have quite a few businesses and organizations that have stepped up and helped us out over the years. The first I'd like to tell you about is the Lost Nation Archery, where traditional archery means personal service. Lost Nation Archery can be reached at 1-888-800-7880. Again, that's 1-888-800-7880. 
thank you, Lost Nation Archery, for always supporting the Michigan Bowhunters Association. Just an orange hat. Truth be told, this is not so much my story as it is that of my brother-in-law. However, I played a major role in this incident happening, so I feel I am uniquely qualified to share it with you. It was a very cold first week of December, and I had decided to let him use the warm confines of my ground blind to help fight the chill. The blind was a simple box with an old truck bed topper as a roof. Sure, it was pretty redneck. Laugh all you want, but hey, it was warm and dry. My brother-in-law's hunt started off perfect. A dark, cold morning with a light dusting of fresh snow met him as he climbed into the blind and got settled. The setup was inside a pine grove where the deer sheltered in poor weather. It was the perfect spot for a day like this as steady winds battled against the side of the sturdy blind. As the sun crested the eastern horizon behind him, the orange glow of a knit stocking cap became visible. The hat lay on the ground, 16 yards from the blind and right along the main deer trail. It was right in his shooting lane and the ultimate gamble was now upon him. The quandary left only two options. The first being to simply leave the hat there, ignore it, and hope it did not spook any of his intended game. The second option would require him to climb out of the blind and snag the hat quickly enough as to not scare off anything moving in the area. The hunter chose the second option, as he was concerned about the smell of the hat and the possibility of strong human scent being present in his main shooting lane. Exiting the truck topper blind was just as difficult as lumbering into it. Threading his leg out the window and planting it on the ground was followed by a limbo of epic proportions. This dance would clear your head and upper body, basically allowing you to walk directly out of the front shooting port. Unfortunately, to his dismay, when he was halfway out of the blind, he found himself looking down a row of pines at a group of deer. He quickly limboed his way back into the blind and prepared for the venison visitors headed his way. Hat or no hat, he was hoping for the best. His hopes were dashed as the group of deer veered away from his location. His hunt was not over, however, as a lone doe did come in and stand broadside at 16 yards. She walked right in and lowered her nose to the hat. He watched as she placed her snout directly in the hat and could see the steam exiting from her nostrils as she took in the scent. My brother-in-law later told me the story and asked if I had dropped the hat on my last hunt during the November gun season. To be honest, I hadn't dropped it. I had left it there on purpose, with plans to retrieve it later. You see, sometimes when your wife makes an amazing pot of venison chili, you tend to overindulge yourself. Ever happened to you? Well. It happened to me, and when nature calls, just getting out of the limbo blind is tough enough. Now add the hurried peeling of layers of clothing, and you can imagine getting any farther away from the blind 
would have meant a lot more than my hat being soiled. Nature called all right. It called 16 yards away from my blind, and the hat was a casualty of cleanliness. Turns out, we now know the secret to what may be the most underrated deer bait in the woods. Orange hats covered in sh- Well, you get the picture. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by the Great Northern Bowhunting Company. They design and build every bow with you in mind. And with respect for a long and noble hunter-gatherer lineage we are all connected to. They build hunting bows, and their bows are designed to make you the very best bow hunter you can be. For more information on the Great Northern Bow Hunting Company, check out their website, gnbco.com. That's the Great Northern Bow Company, gnbco.com. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that uh, funny story about the orange hat. And uh, some say it might be a crappy story. Okay, done with the dad jokes, I promise. As promised, the topic of this week's show is, do you have pride as an outdoorsman? And I can't honestly say that I've come up with this whole idea of pride on my own. It is inspired by something. I'd like to explain that to you. When I was, uh, let's see, this was uh, my senior year of high school, which was 1999. And for those of you that have heard me tell jokes or say something about high school, I say that I graduated back in the 1900s. (laughs) Still makes me laugh to this day. Earlier, I did tell you that I wouldn't tell any more dad jokes, but... I am what I am. But so back in the late 1900s, I played varsity football and I had a coach. His name was Tom. And unfortunately, I don't remember his last name, but um, I had him for four years. He had kind of moved up with us through freshman to sophomore to JV, all that, all the way up to varsity. And every year when we played our biggest rival, uh, he would give the pride speech And that's what I'm going to give you today. However, I've tailored it a little bit different. Now, of course, when you hear uh, proud and pride and it's pride month, that has different connotations uh, uh, in our society. Okay, so we're not getting into any of that. Of course, this is a bow hunting podcast. That wouldn't make sense. But I'm a very proud outdoorsman. And let me kind of explain to you what that means and ask you, do you have pride in an outdoorsman? So when we think about the word pride, it starts with a P, of course. And if we break it down, I believe the P in pride stands for potential. Because I believe that inside every man, woman, and child that picks up a bow, there is the potential to unlock something inside of you that is so pure, so natural, and so right that it makes you realize that this is going to be an activity. This is going to be a lifestyle. This is going to be something that grabs a hold of you and holds on tightly for the remainder of your living years on this earth. I believe the shooting of a bow and arrow can has, has the potential to open you up to so 
many good things. Not only archery related things. I believe that shooting a bow, being an outdoorsman has the potential to change your life. It has the potential for you to meet people who will become your best friends. It'll be, it has the potential to introduce you to groups that will change your life and give you a sense of community, give you a sense of belonging and give you a reason to live. It does for me. Of course, we might joke and say, I live for archery. I live for the outdoors. Outdoorsmanship is a lifestyle. It's who we are. And for some people, Ah, no, I'll say for most people, I believe the P in pride stands for potential, that the bow and arrow provides the potential, the gateway, the opening for us to realize who we really are. Now, I think, of course, that being an outdoorsman, the archery has that potential that can grab a child at a young age because shooting a bow and arrow is something that can be started so young. There's not a whole lot of hunting, fishing related activities, of course, catching bluegills and stuff like that. But there's still a lot of parent involvement, not there's not parent involvement in shooting a bow, but you know, the child shooting a bow for the first time and hitting that bullseye for the first time, we have woken the potential inside them. The R in pride, I believe to me stands for respect. We have to respect ourselves and our game and who we are and what it means to be an outdoorsman. I'm so glad the P stands for potential and not poacher because poacher doesn't show any art. Poachers don't show any respect. And that's what I believe every single member of the Michigan Bow Hunters Association has. Respect. Respect for the organization. Respect for themselves as an outdoorsman. Respect for the game that they pursue, doing things the right way, doing things the legal way, doing things the hard way. Because it's not always easy. We respect the struggle. Um, I, I, I think it's, um, oh, knock on archery. John Dudley says, uh, what does he say? Embrace the suck. And what he's talking about is sometimes, you know, the hikes suck, the hunting sucks, the weather sucks. You have to embrace it. You have to respect it as well. Potential respect. The I kind of goes with the R. And I think the I is going to come very easily once you hear me say the word. And the way I'm delivering this message in the I is intensity. I believe that as an outdoorsman, as a bow hunter, you will have a hard time finding anything in your life that is more intense than a passion for the outdoors. I know this to be true with me. If I'm not hunting, I'm thinking about hunting. If I'm at a campfire, I'm thinking about the outdoors. If I'm stuck in a stadium full of a hundred thousand people at work. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about getting out of there to go to the hunt the next day. I have the intensity burning down deep inside me to be where the wild is. And I believe that if we unlock someone's potential and 
we teach them to respect the outdoors, that the intensity will start small, but will burn bright and burn hot and grow into this flaming inferno, this inferno of passion and intensity for all things outdoors. Again, I know I'm talking about archery and outdoors, and I'm kind of just putting them together, but this pride talk doesn't really boil down to just archery and just bow hunting. It could be fishing. It could be gun hunting. It could be kayaking. I don't care. As long as you have pride as an outdoorsman. Now, earlier I talked about the potential, the respect, the intensity. I talked about them not being easy. And they're not. And that's where the D comes in. Determination. Potential. Respect. Intensity. Determination. Do you have the determination to be effective at your outdoors activity? Now let's talk about bow hunting. Do you have the determination to not only go out and spend a bunch of money and buy the best equipment? Because I don't care how much money you spend on your equipment. You dang well better be efficient with it. You better be determined to use it correctly. You better be determined to respect the animal you're attempting to kill. You better be determined to practice. You better be determined to get better. You better be determined to get out on those cold mornings. To hike in. To climb your butt up into a frozen tree. That takes determination. And that determination is in you. Because you had the potential open. You've shown respect. You have the intensity to do all these things. And, but those are all in your mind. Determination. Determination is the physical factor in having pride. But the next one's a little bit more, but we're not going to jump ahead because I'm not done talking. A lot of times the determination in an outdoorsman can fail over the years. I don't know if it's because of a lack of uh, what quote unquote success or harvest, but determination is maybe the most personal thing on the list because you may have opened that potential. You may, of course, respect the game you're pursuing. You may have that intensity to learn. But once you get out there, you don't have the determination to kill. I've seen that a lot. I have. I've seen that a lot in, in youth hunters. Uh, it, and generally, you know what they do? They do shoot a deer. They, they shoot that first deer. And after that, we lose them. We lose them because they lose the determination to move forward in their outdoor journey. And here's what I'll say to that. That's sad, of course. We want them to stay outdoorsmen. We want them to stay hunters and bow hunters, of course. But the way we flip that is we we mold that and shape that and, and nudge that determination into another area of the outdoors. So let's say they they didn't enjoy killing a deer on their first their first go around and they say they never want to do it again i'm okay with that i'm absolutely okay with that maybe we'll get them back later maybe we'll unlock that potential again in them later cuz it's easier to to do something again than it is to do it the first time right but how about we turn them into a target archer. How about we turn them into someone who really enjoys hiking or a survival instructor or someone who's into fishing? We don't have to lose them. 
as an outdoors man or an outdoors woman just because they had a bad experience, just because their determination failed or shifted. Because they still have the potential, they still have the respect, they still have the intensity, they just don't have as much determination. But we have to provide effort for them. And that's what the E is. Potential, respect, intensity, determination, effort. E for effort. Again, hunting, bow hunting, archery, being an outdoorsman is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. We have to put in the effort. We have to continue our education in learning how to shoot better, how to be a better outdoorsman, how to, if it's orienteering or getting uh, out in the woods, identifying plants, identifying um, ducks as they're flying in, identifying the things that are safe, the things that aren't safe to eat. That all takes effort. You have to have the effort. Now, someone can hold your hand all the way through the effort at a young age, or I shouldn't say that, at an inexperienced um, thing. So let's take, let's take a new person. The new person has the potential. We've unlocked that. The new person understands and respects their uh, lifestyle as an outdoorsman. They clearly have the intensity, especially if they're an adult. A lot of time that intensity, that drive to learn is big, and that fuels the determination. They have all the determination, but we live busy lifestyles getting out and doing the things that you don't know you need to do or that you need to do to be an accomplished or even an average outdoorsman, those things take effort. Now with a younger newbie bow hunter, let's say it's one of your kids and stuff, you're going to provide the effort, right? <laughs> because your kid can't drive themselves out to the woods yet. They, you know, maybe they need the education. Now, E could stand for education, but in this series, it stands for effort. We need to provide the effort until they get to a point where their determination drives the effort. That's the crossing over point right there. Once they have the determination to be a proud or have pride as an outdoorsman, once they have that determination, they will move into the realm of effort. It happens like a snowball rolling. It starts small. It gathers, it gathers and gathers. And by the time we're at effort, we have created an outdoorsman that has pride. We have created an outdoorsman that we can be proud of. So I ask you, as you've listened to this list, the potential, the respect, the intensity, the determination, and the effort. Do you have pride as an outdoorsman? This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by Bear Sign. Bear Sign is a full-service black bear guide and outfitter in Ontario, Canada. Reach out to Bear Sign via their phone number, 807-826-3742. Again, give Bear Sign a call if you're interested in hunting black bear in Ontario, Canada, 
42. We'd like to thank Bear Sign for supporting Michigan Bow Hunters for multiple years. They have donated a bear hunt to MBH, which we have auctioned off and raffled off at our annual banquets. Again, that's Bear Sign, 807-826-3742. And of course, here at the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast, we survive and thrive on the support of our members. Our members honestly mean everything to us. They're the reason we exist, right? And anytime a new member comes in, I feel like that's something to be celebrated. So I would like to celebrate some of our newest members right now. Now, here's a little behind the scenes. When you actually sign up for a membership, it goes to our membership director, Al Baggett, who then sends it to our news editor, Dave Wilkins, who then publishes your guys' and girls' names in the NBH News. Upon receiving that edition of the NBH News, I see who the new members are and also the returning members, but I see who the new members are. And I record the podcast. So you may have actually joined MBH a little while back for that all to come through to get to me. However, we're still going to celebrate you. But here's the thing. A lot of you I don't know yet. So if I mess up your name, I'm terribly sorry. I'd like to say on behalf of myself, the Board of Governors, and all of MBH, thank you. Thank you to David Kebler, Jessica Miller, my friend Brian Scully, there's a guy I do know, Michael Gafka, Dr. Rodney Douse, John Puzjak, Lee Chandler, Russell Dubuque, Kenneth Smart, Scott Chapman, Nick Jenkins, Chris Bruce, Robert Tanner, Stephen Saylor, Ashley James, Travis Hill, Ryan Cohen Lofts, Dr. John Corey, Dustin Wilcox, Mark Hazlitt, Jim McGinnis, and Josh Royster are all our new members for the May edition. Now, I know, of course, this is June, but this was from the May edition of the MBH News that I'm reading out of. And when it comes to renewing members, there it was a popular month. There's like 54 of you that renewed. So, I want to thank again all the renewing members. That shows us in uh, Michigan Bow Hunters that we're doing something right, that you're finding quality in investing in your future and showing support for those of us who are the archer's voice in the state of Michigan. So thank you very much to our new members and, of course, to our renewing members. We look forward to many years of your support. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Michigan Bowhunters podcast. We'll be back again soon with another episode. And again, as I always say, get outdoors. It's a wild place to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Michigan Bowhunters podcast. Please make sure to visit our website at www.michiganbowhunters.com to learn about becoming a member of the Michigan Bowhunters Association. Oh,